You're listening to episode 15 of the Floxy Hope Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Floxy Hope Podcast. My name is Lisa Bloomquist, and uh, today we have Richard here to tell us about his experience with um, fluoroquinolone toxicity and what he did to recover and to give us all some advice about uh, what to do to get through fluoroquinolone toxicity. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks so much for joining us, Richard. Yeah, no problem. It's great to be here. Uh, can you just introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, tell the people who are listening who you are? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my name's Richard. I'm 23 years old. Uh, I moved up to... I live in California. I was born and raised in Los Angeles. I moved up to Humboldt County, which is two hours off the coast, two hours away from Oregon on the coast, on the west coast in a small town, and I moved there um, in the summer of 2014, and so I've been living here now with my brother, and yeah, that's what I've been doing now. Right on, right on. I'm sure it's a beautiful part of the country. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it definitely ties in with the whole story. It's, It's very significant. Cool, cool. Well, let's let's start from the beginning as far as your story goes. Like, how did you okay. get floxed? What what happened? So, uh, three months, or I think it was two months after I moved up here, I was uh, starting to attend college with my brother. We both, both lived together here. And I had a really bad case of pneumonia, and it got so bad that I had to go to the hospital. And um, basically what happened were, was... Uh, the doctor just was very cold with me. He just uh, handed me uh, just uh, pills and he injected me with shots and he wasn't even really asking me questions or anything like that. And I told, he asked me if I had taken previous medication and I had told him that I had taken a bunch of Advil beforehand because it was anti-inflammatory and I couldn't breathe. So um, I told him that and he proceeded to give me a pill of Avalox, which is only, uh, I think it was 400 milligrams, or I think it was 700 milligrams, but it was the, it was one pill, it was a pink pill, and uh, I, I took that pill, it was the beginning of, of a regimen of pills that I was supposed to take, and uh, they sent me on my way after that, they just gave me the pill anyway, and I went home, I took the first one in the hospital, so as soon as I got home, I went in the shower, and you know, just feeling really sick, tired from not sleeping all night, because I went to the hospital at five in the morning. So I just went, wanted to go in my bed and sleep. And two hours later, after I get out of the shower, I just feel a horrible burning sensation on my feet. Like, it almost felt like they were on fire and I didn't know what was happening. So uh, immediately I just thought maybe it was something that I had taken because it was very odd feeling. So. I looked up uh, to see if there were any symptoms of uh, Avalox because that's what I had taken. And sure enough, I just found instantly all the horror stories, everything, and that just made everything probably a lot worse for me. And it really stressed me out because I couldn't f- seem to find anything positive on it at all. And uh, I, had re- I was also reading that if you took Advil or NSAIDs, then it would make your reaction a lot worse or uh, severe or more likely to happen. So I was really scared at that point. My toes like were twitching, and uh, 
that's when it just all started going downhill for the next four months, basically. I could barely go to school for the first uh, for the first month. I couldn't even go to school, and the second month was a struggle, and it was really really hard. And my my school has a bunch of hills and stairs like everywhere, so it was very hard to get around anywhere. Really, so, I could barely walk. So, was your main symptom the pain in your feet? Um, it started as that. It, it started as like a nerve pain, and then. Uh, as the days went on, it started turning into soreness, and uh, it just spread to like my feet and my knees. It, it, I, I called it boots of pain because it felt like, like from the knee down, it just felt like I was like uh, engulfed in pain, and it was the worst feeling I remember. And uh, it just got worse and worse from there. I had like full-blown tendonitis in my Achilles tendons and all the tendons in my legs, basically my muscle. Sorry, folks, uh, Richard and I got cut off, but um, I'm going to ask him, he's going to continue to tell us about his symptoms. So um, so you were saying that your muscles, and then we got cut off, Richard, so go ahead. Okay, so uh, my symptoms were, it started with a nerve pain in my feet, and it uh, spread to tendinitis from my knees, my Achilles tendons, I felt it in all of my toes. Uh, it was almost like you could look at a, a diagram of all the tendons in your legs, and I felt that I had tendonitis in every single one. And I also had horrible muscle pain. Like, I just ran 100 miles, but I couldn't get any relief. It was just extreme pain, and pain was the worst sim- symptom for sure for me. So what did you, did you end up going to see a doctor about it? Like, what was your course of action? Um, so basically, I... Uh, I was pretty scared of going back to a doctor at that point because of what had just happened. So um, I just started like talking to people in the Floxy community. What were they recommending? Because I had already read a bunch of stuff online at this point, and uh, I went to go buy magnesium, PQQ, all that other stuff. You know, coenzyme Q10, uh, uh, multivitamin, milk thistle. and just a bunch of stuff that I was taking, diatomaceous earth, just to try to make me better. And uh, I eventually ended up going to a doctor, and uh, of course they wrote me off as just uh, probably having some kind of deficiency, and they took blood tests on me, and, and they just said that I had a slightly high calcium, and that was it. And I went back to a doctor two months later when my symptoms were just really bad during the first four months, and they basically said the same thing. So I just stopped going to doctors after that. But um, my symptoms after the pain, uh, as those four months progressed, they turned into other symptoms. Like I had uh, chest pain. Uh, My neck started really hurting, and I couldn't turn my head. Uh, my eyesight was horrible, and I had a loss of peripheral vision, and I had floaters, and uh, it just felt very spacey in my head, in my hands and feet. felt like there were uh, bugs crawling all, all over them for three or four months, like, or maybe longer than that. Yeah, it was longer than that. And, uh, yeah, it just felt, like, extremely tingly and numb or, like, sometimes fire sensations in the whole entire first month. Uh I had just like really bad sleep patterns and I always sweat in puddles when I sweat and I lost 
a bunch of weight. I lost uh, 30 pounds or something in the first month. It's crazy. Just like the havoc yeah. that these drugs just wreak on people. It's, yeah. It's really, it's really insane. And just like looking back on this, you go like, oh my goodness, like one pill could do all this, you know, and it was it a can. complete devastation. Yeah. It completely flipped my world upside down. Everything that I had known, I just locked myself in my bedroom and I didn't want to come out because I just felt I was bro I just felt like a broken person and I didn't know I didn't even know how to handle it really. I was very depressed for a really long time. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like yeah. like it's it's just amazing and it's really like unfathomable to the people who haven't experienced it that you can have just these ongoing reactions. Yeah. And you know, like part of the reason that I wanna have this that I have this podcast and that I have the website is to let people know that these things happen. You know, yeah. that like uh formerly healthy, like you said you were twenty four at the time. Um, yeah. yeah, I was 22 at the time, and now I'm 23. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, like a 22-year-old, like a perfectly healthy 22-year-old, other than like the bronchitis, could have this yeah. happen. And it's like, you know, bronchitis doesn't do this to people. Like bronchitis yeah. doesn't doesn't make your your feet stop working. You know, exactly. it doesn't it doesn't give you horrible insomnia. It doesn't it doesn't make it so that you have like tendonitis all over your body. But the Avalox sure can, and especially Avalox combined with some NSAIDs. So um so your timeline was about four months. You said, huh? Is that well? Well, that that was just just the worst of the symptoms. But I think to entirely get over, uh the uh, uh, most of the thing I, i'm right now i'm probably about i would say i'm like 95 percent better um sometimes i feel like i'm 100 percent. that that's been happening really recently um but i'd say the entire timeline it was for one pill of avalox and the timeline lasted 14 months yeah so four yeah. months was really your acute period where like yeah just the worst kept period. on kept on breaking Things were just getting worse, and I felt that they weren't going to get better. I was really desperate. I was, by like the second month, I was like already anticipating to start to get better. I was like reaching out to people, and just like they were just trying to fill me with hope, and I was trying to fill myself with hope. But I almost felt like I was lying to myself, and I was like fooling myself. But I feel like it's really easy to get stuck in that place of just despair, and it can change you. And I, I was jaded for a while. I didn't. I felt like. If any, I felt like any attempt to be positive or positivity or comfort from other people w was almost like an insult, and they weren't acknowledging what I was going through. But they totally were looking back now, and uh, I wish I had seen that. But a lot of people didn't understand in the beginning, too. My dad didn't understand for at least a month, and my brother didn't either. So I felt like I was basically on my own, because when you look at someone who's flocked, you can't really tell what's, you know, you just look at them and they look fine, but everything is breaking internally and you just can't see it. And that's the most devastating thing about it. It's like an invisible illness. Right. Right. It's an invisible illness that people don't even understand. Yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't even have like a recognized name, you know, like like the word yeah. is getting out. There's been a lot of news stories and stuff like that about fluoroquinolone toxicity. And that's great. But yeah. still, like there's no... You know, people have an image in their mind when, like, someone says, oh, I have lupus, you know, even though lupus in a lot of ways is, like, it's an invisible disease. People still 
recognize kind of, it kind of, and know that it's out there. Right, yeah. right. Like it's a recognized illness. Whereas like if you say like I'm suffering from an adverse reaction to Avalox, they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, we don't even know why it happens. It happens to this, uh, I mean, extremity to so few people and or apparently, but I really think it's way more than that. Uh, my dad... Uh, was on Cipro, or he was on Cipro for uh, a couple years before that I got foxed. He was on it for uh, for a few days, and then that same week he was experiencing like knee pain and weird symptoms, and he didn't even connect the dots until I got sick. Yeah. So it just goes to show that there really is that threshold, you know, probably in everybody that they just take too many fluoroquinolones that it'll break their body. Yeah, you hear that a lot, you know, like people connecting the dots. And I think it's it's awesome that um, your dad yeah. is connecting the dots now. Like, it's a shame that this had to happen to you in order for your dad yeah. to understand this. But, you know, at least at least now he knows that yeah. he's likely to have a bad reaction. You know? Yeah, I tell all my friends and everybody. And I feel like younger people seem to be a lot more... Uh, open and understanding or to the idea that this can actually happen and uh it's crazy and a lot of my friends still ask me about it and a lot of them will ask me what antibiotic was it again that you took and i always refer them back to this website or fq wall of pain and tell them the antibiotics and i've already gotten like three or four of my friends to uh, change their uh, antibiotics because it totally was cipro that they were prescribed so they went back to their doctors to get their uh, prescriptions changed. So I was really happy about that. That's awesome. You know, I've found yeah. the same thing, like with my friends and, you know, even people who are, are just Facebook friends, you know, people I went to high school with like 15 years ago. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I'll post a lot of stuff about fluoroquinolone toxicity. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes out of the blue, I'll get a message from one of them just saying, hey, what are those? I need antibiotics. What are those ones that I shouldn't take? You yeah. know, and like it feels really good that like they're actually listening. And, you know, like maybe the first yeah. time they think I'm a little bit crazy or that I, they think I'm, I'm blowing things over. But, you know, they hear it again and again and again. And it starts to sink in. And yeah. I, I think it's making a difference in people's in people's lives and it makes a difference when people can connect when people can figure out what happened to them you know yeah like, like yeah. there are a lot of people out there who are flocks who have absolutely no idea what happened to them exactly exactly i think there's millions of people out there probably especially in third world countries like in india cipro is prescribed like no other and yeah. uh there's so many flocks people that probably have no access to any kind of knowledge or anything so they just think that their body's breaking and they have no idea why and i just think that's horrible I it think is that's re really sad it's really tragic yeah it's genuinely tragic and it's it's horrible and when they yeah. realize that that these drugs that were supposed to help them are actually hurting them you know people get angry now, I know a lot of people in the Floxy community are really angry because these drugs were supposed angry. to help us. They're not supposed to hurt us. Yeah, that was one of the things for me that was hard to get over. And I had anger issues before I got Floxed. So I was very angry for a really long time. I was really sad and stressed out. And um, it's weird because I remember in my uh, Floxing, I think it was like, it was like eight months out or something like that um, where 
something in my mind just kind of snapped. And it was like, I felt like I had been living in uh, pure sadness for so long that I hadn't experienced any anything else. So it was almost like my mind automatically started putting like other thoughts in my head. And uh, it was really weird. I just, I kind of like gave up to being floxed because I feel like I was fighting it. Like I was fighting that I was floxed, but it sounds weird, but I feel like once I gave into it and I accepted it and I let go of the anger to to everybody, then I just started focusing on like the the happy side of life and the good things. But if you're first flocks and you're going through the worst of it, like, like that's really hard to do. And I I don't think I I definitely did, couldn't have do that couldn't do that. I was crying every day and just in horrible amounts of pain. So. Uh, yeah, I just, after that, even though I, I started trying to act like I was healed, I was still really broken eight months out. I was, um, in a lot of pain. I couldn't run until, uh, probably like the 11th month, month mark. Yeah. So, so it was a while. Yeah. I could barely get around. You know, like kind of going back to that emotional stuff that you were talking about, you know, I think I yeah. think that the whole process I mean it's it's all a process and like there are no good or bad reactions, you know, like I, yeah. I like emotionally, not not like the physical reaction, but like kind of how, how people respond to it. You know, it's all it's all part of the process. And like I look back on things and like when I first got flocks, like I look back on it and go, I reacted really badly. <laughs> like like I did yeah. not not react well at all. Like just But it's kind normal, of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It it's it normal is as normal. Humans. And and it's normal to just like fight it, and I like fought it tooth and nail at first. And I was just like, no, this isn't, this can't be happening. This to me. can't this, be happening. Exactly. Yeah, like this isn't, this isn't right. This isn't me. Like I'm a strong and healthy person, and yeah. kind of like how dare the world do this to me? Type exactly. of type of thing. And when I kind of surrendered a little bit and just yeah. said, you know, it's not okay that this happened to me, but I can't turn back time. Yeah, I'm not exactly. able to turn back time. Like I just have to take where I am right now and yeah. move forward. And once exactly. I once I kind of surrendered to that, that enabled me to move forward and it enabled me to gain some hope and gain some healing. Like that was an incredibly healing shift for me. It definitely was for me too. Yeah. It's interesting because I feel like throughout my entire life, I always based the, my future on my past and how my future would turn out. And just, I would always look to the past, analyze my past, and that's what it was. But it wasn't until after I got flocks that I realized that the direction to look to is forward in the future because you, you're always changing. And if you look to the past, then you're just going to be more of the same person that you were. And if you don't like that person, then you're not, then it's just not helping. And that that's just where I'm at now, but I, I feel like it took so long for me to get there. Like, I, if I was telling my f first flock self this, then I would in no way in hell be understanding at all. 
and that's okay, you know, like to yeah. the to the Foxies out there who are like, why are they talking about all this like hippie mumbo jumbo of like surrender yeah. and forgiveness, you know? Like, yeah, no, crazy. I'm angry and I want this to be fixed and I want it to be fixed now, you know? Like that's an understandable yeah. reaction. And like I certainly went through through feeling like mm. that. You know, just like yeah. this is unfair and this is wrong and this is stupid and I was you know, throw I was, out a bunch of four letter words. Yeah, I felt I was scared that I wasn't going to wake up and on some days because I just remember looking in the in the mirror and uh, all my veins were just like popping out. And like Ruth said, she felt like all her veins were made out of like cement. And I totally felt that, too. And uh, just like a, I had like a month long headache and just like every symptom, basically, that you could think of that's bad I had. And I know all Foxy say that, but it's true. It really is that bad. Yeah. The people listening that don't know. Yeah. My brother and my brother, uh, you know, I was like, it was that bad and my brother couldn't even tell. So that's the really crazy thing about being Foxy. And he's my twin brother, so he knows me yeah. like nobody else. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything falls apart. Mm-hmm. And it's largely invisible. Like I, I'm actually really, I was thankful at the time that I had hives because I'm like, hey, at least people can see these hives, you know? Yeah, like these hives are a sign that something is going wrong. Yeah. 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 It's funny because that worried me at first. I remember, I remember reading your story and I remember I was like, well, I didn't get hives and it's just easy to freak yourself out. Like, ah, this didn't, that didn't happen to me. Maybe I won't get better, you know? Yeah. And it, it's really scary. And I remember when I first read your story that I didn't see, it was, like, really hard for me to find, like, were you in pain? Because I couldn't even, like, tell that wasn't one of the symptoms you had listed, just that everything in your body had broken. And it wasn't until, like, I started getting better that it was almost like you had tailored your story for uh the first like flocks eye, like somebody who's just flocks and needs to read a story. It was it totally uh, resonated at the time. And I could see it from a very different perspective now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's good to read all of the stories that are on Foxy Hope and listen to the yeah. podcast, like kind of at different stages in your floxing, you know, like I, I remember I, I read the, the floroquinolone toxicity solution, the ebook by Carrie Knox, um, you know, like kind of early in my floxing. And I was like, like, I didn't get it. And then like, I read it again after I had recovered and I was like, Oh, Oh, that's what she's talking about, you know? And like, it was, it was helpful. It was helpful later. I didn't, like I just had a changed perspective, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I, it's because your perspective changes. Yeah. Exactly. And and I think that, that the same is true for, for really all of the stories on Floxy Hope, you know? And like yeah. you know, some some may resonate more with some people than than with others, you know. Some some people yeah. may relate to some stories more than more than others. You know, like to answer your question, mm-hmm. like pain, yes I did have pain, but I don't think it was as bad as a lot of people's. You know, yeah. like like with my pain and my and my feet and my legs and my hands, like as long as I wasn't using them, if I was just sitting, I was okay. I was okay when yeah. I was lying down, but like you know, I would stand up and Ooh. just my feet would hurt, 
and I couldn't yeah. really and I couldn't really move or I would try and and use my hands like I just I remember like trying to put my hair in a ponytail and like to do that you have to put the hair elastic around your fingers and it just yeah. like it felt like it was on fire like I was putting like this hot metal wow. ring around my hands like it was really it was really bizarre but you know I, I can't yeah. complain compared to a lot of people out there. Like a lot of people have pain that's significantly worse than mine. Yeah, I, I I feel like my pain was for sure really bad. Um, yeah. And I, I like even if I was just like laying down on my couch or just sitting down, it was like a ten out of ten for pain. And uh, I feel like I, it was hard for me to find stories of people that had gone through extreme pain and. Uh, recovered like to the extent that I have so to anybody that's out there and if you're like in a lot of pain if you're in bed and you can't even get out of bed just remember that I was there and I can run now and you maybe you will be able to again one day and that's the important thing that you can't give up hope because once you give up hope then your life is basically over and you're resigning yourself Totally, totally. Yeah. Like, I, I appreciate that. Like, so what what did you do to get through the pain? Like, what, what helped to get over the it and to recover? The only things that really helped my pain were uh, hot showers and uh, Epsom salt baths. They kind of uh, numbed the pain. They didn't, they didn't take it completely away, but uh, they definitely helped. I like took three showers a day or three baths a day every day for a really long time. That was the only thing that helped. I, tr- I tried so much stuff like turmeric and ginger and all that. And it definitely helped my uh, digestion and clearing my head out. And uh, maybe that played a role in my recovery too. But I definitely don't think it helped with the pain while I was experiencing it. Uh, maybe meditation at some points helped, but really I just kind of toughed it. Like, I don't want to say toughed it out, but I just felt it and I really wanted to escape it, but I just kind of was a prisoner in my body. And I was really terrified to take any kinds of drugs after that, like whether it was, um, you know, opiates or any, any kind of drug to feel better or whether it was Advil. Of course, I'm not going to take that or steroids. Um, but yeah, I, later in my, uh, recovery, I discovered Kratom and that helped me a little bit. That definitely helped me, uh, for the psychological aspect because in the moments that it would take the pain away, then I was able to think differently and open my perspective a little bit. And, um, I feel like that Kratom helped for sure in, uh, that regard regard also drinking a lot of water i noticed that if i didn't drink enough water then my symptoms would be really bad i was drinking over a gallon of water a day when i was fluxed and i had to and uh yeah that's interesting and i'm glad that the that the kratom helped you like it's it's helped several people a lot of people um who are floxies who are are really strong proponents of using Kratom. It's K-R-A-T-O-M for any of you who, are, who aren't familiar with it. And I'm yeah. glad it helped you. Like it helped me too, like through a period of, I had this random period of pelvic pain not too long ago. Actually it was about a year ago now, but uh-huh. yeah, like it, it, it helps, or at least it helped me. It helped you. It's, it's helped some other people. It's just an, yeah. it's an herbal painkiller. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a plant from 
It's a plant. Uh, they crush it up. It's like they crush up the leaf. It grows in Southeast Asia, and it's native there. And uh, you can order it online, and that's how I basically did it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that that helped. So what other things helped? What other things would you recommend to people? Um, I think that one thing that for sure maybe people have heard it already, but don't like sometimes thinking so much you think that you're gonna think your way to your solutions and your problems and you're gonna fix your life by thinking but it comes to a certain point I realized with floxing that it wasn't good to think anymore I just kind of had to turn my brain off sometimes or just focus on something else because my life became fluoroquinolone toxicity and that was the only thing that I was thinking about I wasn't thinking about anything else so um I feel like starting to think about other things, even if you like feel like complete garbage, I try to watch movies or anything that, that I could do to just take my mind off it. It was really hard because I just remember waking up every day and every day felt the same. And even throughout my entire recovery, every day felt almost the same because it's so slow that you think that you're just not getting better, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that that yeah. is is excellent advice. Just getting yeah. getting your mind on something else. So watching yeah. movies helped you to do that. Anything else? Yeah, you know, because it's easier yeah. said than done, right? Like totally. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I was uh, like before I got floxed, I was like a, like a chronic pot smoker. So I smoked a lot of marijuana all the time. I drank fair, my fair share of alcohol too. Um, but yeah, after floxing, I couldn't, I couldn't drink coffee. I couldn't smoke marijuana and I couldn't drink alcohol. It affected me very differently. And, um, I had to like put a, put a haul on, on all that, but I don't know. S- s- taking care of your symptoms is like, it, it, it's like, a, it's almost like you can take care of your symptoms you can take care of your mind together or one at a time, but yeah, just sometimes it's just good not to think. Yeah, no, yeah, I, 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 I think it's healthy, you know, like that's what, yeah, one of it's the weird because my blank is, my mind is almost like blanking out because I feel like I've had so much to say about this, but yeah, no, yeah. no, no worries. Sitting in the sun for sure is another thing. I remember, uh, Sitting in the sun was a huge thing for me, and I noticed that I felt so much better in the sun. And that that was a idea that I got after talking to Brienne. And I talked to her on the phone a few times, and she was really nice. She also has a story on Floxy Hope. I think she's the third story or something. But yeah, she gave me that idea, and that really helped me too. Another big thing I forgot to mention that also really helped me was I completely changed my diet. I completely changed it. I started uh, by eliminating all processed foods and sugar, and it got more and more extreme as time went on. I eliminated meat, and I and then I eliminated all animal products, so no cheese, no dairy, uh, no meat. So at this point, I was just eating mostly vegetables because I was just trying to get better. I know different kinds of vegetables are just loaded with vitamins and resources to heal your body. So I was always making huge salads, all different kinds of awesome stuff in there. Whatever you can get your hands on that have um, 
really good nutritional value foods. Like, just go on the internet and you can look at any vegetable or any fruit, and uh, they have every single nutritional fact that you can get. And I feel like that really helped me. And I was, it got so extreme for me uh, with my diet that I feel like I started controlling my emotions and my uh, symptoms like psychologically through my how strict I was with my diet. And I became very strict with it to the point that all I ate for a few months was fruit and vegetables and that's it. And it was really intense. So have you stuck with like essentially being vegan or was yeah, that just I, like a couple of months? I'm actually still a vegan. Uh, I was vegetarian for a while and I'm full on vegan now. I, I eat like, I expanded my diet again now because I, I feel like I'm pretty much recovered. And I feel like um, even though I do get some symptoms here that I will be fully recovered. So I did expand my diet again and I'm eating more stuff again. Uh, I'm just not eating any meat or animal products, basically, and less processed foods. So I just try to eat more uh, healthy, I guess. And it's really nice because where I live, there's a lot of uh, healthy options. So I'm yeah. I'm really happy about that. Yeah, <laughs> cool, cool. Well, I'm glad that yeah. helped you. You know, like, seems like a variety of different diets have helped a variety of different people, you know? Um, yeah. So, so, but... Um, certainly getting getting lots of vegetables in your diet and um, yeah. like really having a plant-focused diet. I, I think that most people yeah. most people are helped by that. At know, first, I... With uh, or without meat. At first, I actually intaked my protein update with meat and I started eating more meat, even, it, even organic meat, but it was actually making me worse. So I just completely cut it out. And it's, I think it's interesting... Yeah, how different diets help different people throughout this. So you kind of just have to experiment with what foods can work and can't work for you, especially right after uh, floxing. Take it easy, like, as soon as possible because your gut is, like, your second brain and it affects the rest of your body. So if you're not taking care of that, then the rest of your body is going to malfunction. And I feel like I had some, definitely some... uh, things going on in my stomach and I don't even know what it was but I assume that all the good bacteria in my stomach was dead and all the bad bacteria had taken over I don't know but that's what it felt like (laughs) right yeah right so yeah it was it kind of became like a it kind of made me a little insane with the diet I felt like I uh, became OCD with it like it was uh, I was coping through the diet and Looking back, and I was just like, how bad it was. It's like that's all I really had. I just um, trying to eat healthy and putting the best stuff in my body that I possibly could. And uh, marijuana definitely didn't help in the beginning, but it helped later on in the recovery. And uh, so I'm really grateful for that too. People seem to have mixed responses to marijuana. Like personally, yeah. I it makes me more anxious. Like I just don't like the stuff. I never have, yeah. and like I kind of think that it's one of those things where my body chemistry just doesn't work well with cannabis. But yeah. but other people have said that it helps them a lot. So yeah, what's what's your experience with for sure with, with that with cannabis? Mm-hmm. Like, kind of, um, like, at, at various stages in your foxing. Like, what do you mean? Like, that it didn't help at first, but it helps more now. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like um, 
like uh, smoking marijuana had always been uh, it, it was always more of like a perception opener and it, I'm, I like playing uh, music a lot and I like playing guitar and that definitely helped me through my floxing because my hands were injured but um, I'm just, I lost my train of thought what was I saying? <laughs> Something about marijuana <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, wow, how ironic okay, Right so, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Okay, so um, yeah, so in the beginning when I, uh, when I started smoking beforehand it affected me positively and it I feel like it did as long as I wasn't smoking all the time and then um when I got floxed it was just horrible it was like um I felt extremely paranoid and anxious and I feel like I felt how I would feel to those people that marijuana doesn't work for them I feel like I totally felt what that could feel like and it just didn't work for me at all it was almost like uh my brain wasn't working well or I just couldn't think straight at all and caffeine had like an opposite effect which was funny when I drank caffeine it made me sleepy and then the next day uh it made my pain worse so that was something for sure that I stayed away from like it's it's crazy that getting flocks like puts people in like bizarro universe you know, like where up is down, yeah. down is up, you know, like where caffeine it's puts very you to morbid. sleep, you know, <laughs> like, like yeah. people's bodies respond in the opposite way that you would think it would, you know, like anti-inflammatory yeah. is like NSAIDs cause inflammation. Like what? Like what is, what is that? Yeah, you know? exactly. It, it's like, the, it's like your body is doing everything oppositely of how it should be. Right, right. Down to down to the core. I felt like I felt like my DNA had been floxed. That's how I described it. Like I had been floxed to the core. Like I felt like my DNA was like replicating like faulty DNA or something. Yeah. Like it was weird. Like you just start when you're floxed, you just start thinking of all this stuff cuz you're stuck with yourself all the time. It's easy easy to just put all this crazy these crazy scenarios on your in your head of like what's going on or what it feels like or just like self-diagnosing you know yeah yeah and it's it's very easy easy to go down that rabbit hole like personally I found that the less I went down that rabbit hole the healthier and happier I was so definitely yeah forgive yourself for anyone who's out there listening forgive yourself if you do go down that rabbit hole it's perfectly natural and normal and you know just climb back out of it and don't drive yourself into a tizzy as much as you can as much as you can help it so yeah. um, so so let's talk a little bit more about uh like just kind of how your life is now you said you can run now you're 14 months out and you consider yourself to be about 95 percent recovered yeah. tell um, us now more. i'm yeah i remember december january yeah i'm like 15 months out now uh my only symptoms that I really have left are like sometimes my eyes will just like bizarrely start twitching, but that only lasts like a few seconds and like come and go. Or um, like sometimes I still get like very slight uh, soreness or muscle pain if I've been inactive for too long. And I noticed that uh, it came to a certain point in my recovery where uh, exercise stopped being detrimental and it started really helping me. So, uh, that that def something that definitely helped in my recovery. But yeah, if I ever feel like I feel that feeling, I just go for a walk in the woods or uh, just like a little hike, and I feel tons better. 
So yeah, it's it's just weird things like there's that, and then other just bizarre things that like almost like mental states that remind me of being floxed. Sometimes my vision will go a little bit weird, or uh, I get like weird muscle twitches in my body or uh, weird sensations. But it's been like almost like non-existent, or it's almost like it's so small and acute now that I can just live my life and. It hasn't been really affecting me too bad. Um, sometimes, like, I'll flare up. Like, my most recent flare up was like probably a month ago or a little bit less for for like a couple days, but then I just quickly bounced back. I noticed that when I've been just not been sticking to when I've been eating too many, too much processed foods or something, that it'll definitely exacerbate the symptoms. It's good to hear that you bounce back from that yeah. that kind of flare-up pretty yeah. quickly. Because I know that a lot of people, when they have a flare-up, they get really scared and they think, oh my goodness, is this happening again? And yeah. it's good to hear that your your flare-up only lasted for a couple of days and it wasn't too bad. Yeah, it, it was almost like, I like it was just like uh, throughout my floxing, it was just cycles of flare-ups. And then they just got less and less. But it was almost like the le- the less amount of flare-ups I got, the longer in duration they were, um, until like the very end they started getting shorter and shorter. It was just yeah. a very bizarre cycle, cyclical uh, patterns of being floxed. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, and everyone seems to have different patterns. Like some people go up and down, like you did, and like for me, it was like an intense, um, an intense floxing at first and then like I just kind of steadily got better and better and better with like a couple of bumps in the road but in general like it was it was pretty steady of of getting better but um I I think that your situation is more common than mine like where where you have lots of cycles yeah it was like I got like it was it was like yours too though because I did get worse in the beginning and I did steadily get better but as I was steadily getting better it was like cycling like it would be oh flare up and then it's like better and then when I got better it would be to a better point than I had gotten through the previous cycle so I'd like reached a new level of like health almost yeah cool yeah Cool. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that you're you're back to just living living a good life. Like I see pictures of you on Facebook, like at the beach, <laughs> and you know it yeah. looks like it looks like you're living like a good and active and healthy life. And thank you. Yeah, that's really awesome. I, I really try to keep busy, and w- like one of my biggest hobbies and passions is music and playing guitar and just producing on my laptop. So that really helped me my recovery, like putting good creative thoughts in my head even if I felt pain because I would just zone out on on it so whatever you love to do just try to do it if you can and if it's something physical that you're doing that you love I'm really sorry but I hope that you're able to find something that you can do that you love if you're in the condition that you're in I'm just talking to everybody out there right now <laughs> yeah yeah and I totally echo that and yeah. and a lot of things you know it can shift like what you love can shift you know for me I used to really love like being a gym rat and you know exercising really intensely and then after I got flocks I started to love swimming and I never loved swimming before but I really like it now you know yeah like just doing like less intense exercises yeah I hated like cooking and 
uh, stuff like that before I got flax. But now I love cooking, and I, I feel like I got really creative with it because I had a limited diet, so I just tried to get creative with it. And now that my diet has expanded, I'm able to cook with more food. So that's been really fun for me, too. And I'm, I'm not in school this semester, unfortunately, because um, I kind of was had such bad grades when I was flocks that uh, I'm not able to attend school this semester, unfortunately. But next semester, I'll be going back and uh, I'm going to finish school in two semesters, I think. Cool. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like totally understandable. And congratulations that you're planning on going back. Yeah, thanks. It's good, like, just keeping busy, trying to just, like, not staying at home and being in my thoughts too much and just trying to keep busy and be active and just live my life, I, I guess is the best way I can put it. <laughs> yeah, sounds like pretty good advice. Yeah. What a, Do you yeah. have any other advice that you'd like to share? Any thoughts or just, hey, I wish I had known um, this type of thing? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like just because something happened to someone else that was bad and it happened to you too and, like, they didn't recover doesn't mean you're not going to recover. And just because you think you're in a worse state than other people who have recovered doesn't mean you're not going to recover. And just because every day feels the same or you have horrible pain and your symptoms are the worst doesn't mean you actually started feeling it. And I just try to believe it. And I guess, yeah, that's, that's my last bit of advice. Yeah, I think that that's great advice. It's it's Thank true, you. you know, like my story isn't your story, your story isn't my story, you know, like for yeah. everyone listening, like your story is your own, you know, and so... It can be scary, it can be scary that your own story is your own because you almost want to relate to other people yeah, and say, oh, they had, those sim- they had those symptoms, so I want to get better because they had those symptoms, I might get better. But, and that's good because then it gives you hope, but vice versa, it doesn't mean that just because that they had uh, same symptoms as you or whatever and didn't get better, that doesn't mean that you're not going to get better. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, um, I, I think that's great advice and really, really appreciate it. And I think that your story will give people a lot of hope, you know? Like you I were, hope so. Yeah, yeah. Like... Uh, you know, and, and if you ever want to just kind of come back and write comments on this or maybe even record another another podcast down the road, like once you get to like really solidly feeling like you're at a hundred percent, let me know. Yeah. I'm I'm happy I'm happy to do that. That would be awesome and I actually probably uh would also be willing to write a story to put on Floxy Hope. So that'd be maybe great. people yeah, people. Maybe some people don't want to listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, some people really like listening to the stories, listening to our voices, and some people would rather read it. So, yeah, yeah that'd be awesome to have both up. You know, I know that Nick has both, um, Ruth has both, yeah. uh, Brett has both. You know, like a, a lot of the people who have mm-hmm. been on the podcast have their have their stories written out yeah. too. So, yeah, that would be really great and really appreciated. So, yeah, I look definitely. forward to it. Yeah, definitely. It was. Uh, it was nice. I'm glad we uh, had this uh, podcast and conversation. I feel like I've been wanting to save all this stuff for a long time. So it feels good. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's it's nice that we have this community where, where you could say these things and people understand, you know? Yeah. It came to a point where I 
um, I was in the fluoroquinolone toxicity group on Facebook mm-hmm. when I was really sick, and I feel like that really helped me. But I had to leave the group um, halfway through my recovery because I noticed that it was actually giving me anxiety, just like you and other people. So I just completely left the group. I haven't come back, but I think I might come back just to say, uh, "Hey guys, it's me, and I'm I'm better now." But um, yeah, if it helps you then do it but if it doesn't don't and it might feel like it's helping you but just pay attention to how you feel because if you feel anxious and stressed out just know that's not gonna help your body our bodies are meant to heal when we're not anxious or stressed out they can't heal when we're anxious or stressed out or upset or angry they heal a lot faster when we're um, in a neutral or more positive or even hopeful state i've noticed i agree completely I think yeah. that's a great note to leave on, unless you want to say anything else. No, that's it. I um, just I hope that you make it through every day, knowing that tomorrow has a chance of hope to be better. So, yeah. It's beautiful. That's awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Richard. <laughs> thank you so much, Lisa. Uh, um, I'll talk to you later. All right. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>